0: Hello, you're listening to the C to Z of Movies. My name's Colin. I am the C. With me as ever is Zijan. Who is the Z? Hello, Zijan.
1: Hey, Colin. When are you heading off to Canada?
0: Uh, As we speak, I'm heading off tomorrow. Uh, As people listen, I'm heading off last Saturday. So uh, I will be in Canada while you're listening, unless you wait a while, in which case I'll have come back.
1: What are you looking forward to? The maple syrup? Maple syrup, the
0: hockey, the moose. We're going to a hockey match. Mm. Yes. Are you really? Yeah, the Toronto maple Leafs Nice. No, uh,
1: so maple syrup and hockey in one go.
0: Exactly right. Um, Is that mascot and moose? Uh yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> or a beaver or something. Uh the Nigra Falls gonna go over there. So see how they on the Canadian side go. Uh yep. Yep. Are you going across? Well, maybe a little tightrope over the top, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm uh, I'm something of a something of a daredevil in that respect.
1: They'll make a film out of you then.
0: Uh yes. Bristol man, Bristol man plummets to his death. That's a, <laughs> <laughs> it'll be a little news report. Uh, yeah, but never been. Well, I've been to Toronto Airport before, but I've never properly been to Canada, so this is all very exciting.
1: Mm, good, good. Have fun. Thanks, man. Well, I sit here in the post-apocalyptic uh, um, London with the orange sun, yes. uh, orange sky. You think the apocalypse is only, my... is only going to hit
0: London, is it? probably is <laughs> yeah, okay i've been to london it's like the apocalypse it's uh
1: no, it's not it has um hamilton coming up
0: okay well it's you, you apocalyptic you've, you've won me over <laughs> <laughs> um today we are talking about blade runner 2049 which also had its all fair share of uh apocalypse and, and red suns um we also got a little chat about bill hader films unless we push it back another time um, <laughs> And a quiz about the Toronto International Film Festival, just to uh, just to mark the fact that I'm going to Toronto. Yeah, I uh, much
1: much more, much
0: much more indeed. I should have pushed back the quiz till after I've been to Toronto, so I could ask all the locals about it. This is a really.
1: Are you going to go to Toronto and quiz the locals about the <laughs> well, international about film, festival? film festival? Yes, I am. Yeah. Do you think <laughs> the locals even go to their film festival?
0: I don't know. These these that would be my first question on my quiz. Um, mm. Do you go to the film festival? A um and we'll work from there. Have you ever been to a London film festival?
1: There's one going on right now. Okay. But I haven't been.
0: Uh, oh, so well. that's the end of that story. <laughs> 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 so that's a good story. Um we start as we always do with uh movie news. Hit me with some news, Cian.
1: Uh yes. Nicholas Holt. Okay. He's playing J.R.R. Tolkien. Is he in really? The new Biopic. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that fits. Okay. Yeah. So the current name of the biopic is um yeah, Tolkien.
0: The, the, the book is called Tolkien. That's, Tolkien, yeah. That's a little bit dull. I mean,
1: well, it's either that or basically a name of their books twisted into a pun, right? Look who's if Tolkien.
0: Sure that. That's the title you want. Uh, yeah,
1: <laughs> the cast also features Lily Collins. Okay. And Colm Meany. so I'm not too sure Co- who Colm Meany is. Uh,
0: sounds Irish. Oh mm. uh, well, yeah,
1: it's still early days anyway, so...
0: Lily Collins, everyone's third favourite actress called Lily, probably. Um, I've got, I got nothing against Lily Collins. She, well, I'm trying to think of anything I've seen her in. She was in um, oh, that really terrible film that Warren, B, that Warren Beatty directed about Howard Hughes. Anyway. Um,
1: <laughs> moving on. Moving on.
0: Um, they're going to make a film about the settlers of Catan.
1: Oh, God, yeah, I have that on my as well. What a,
0: what a good idea that is. Uh,
1: so explain to our fellow fellow um, listeners. Our fellow, our
0: fellow listeners, we're, we're both listening, I guess. Yeah. Um, so you Seles of Catan is a very popular board game. It's kind of yes. it's, it's not Monopoly popular, but it's people who who play board games is kind of the, the entry level to to playing these things. And there's lots of extensions. Um, it's German. It's, it's German. Okay, I didn't know that, but most of the good ones are, aren't they? Uh, it's all about you know corn and water and stuff, right?
1: No, No? it's about wheat and sheep and
0: wood, Colin. Whatever. (laughs)
1: That's not corn and water.
0: (laughs) I own this game, but clearly I don't remember it brilliantly. Um, Anyway, yeah, you know, trading and... Is there trading? There must be trading. Uh, And, yeah, creating sheep and and wheat, as you say, and bricks. There's not much of a
1: theme in the game, really.
0: Basically, there's nothing there that suggests any sort of film plot line.
1: Yeah, I'm pretty sure I can think of... a lot of other games which would make better films than
0: Monopoly for example would make a better game a better film make a better film there was a talk of making a film I'm not sure if that ever happened I suspect not Um, yeah so I mean and and, to Settlers of Catan though very popular in the board gaming community isn't massively popular in the non-board gaming community so I I hazard most people haven't heard of it so uh, this seems like a I mean it's not like Tetris I mean Tetris movies I'm sure will be awful but at least everyone's heard of it Mm. so um, yeah Ugh.
1: I'm not looking forward to that
0: no oh well I, saw, I played in the Lego movie because now everyone's like well yeah movies based on games can work well we did a whole segment of movies based on games before as well we did and like one of them was good <laughs> the Lego movie Lego movie um, well let's see let's see what happens to this um, Tomb Raider film that looks like it might be alright maybe
1: yeah yeah they got married recently as well did they? Yeah, yeah. Alicia Vikander and uh, Michael Fassbender.
0: Congratulations to the uh, Fassbender Vikanders. hmm
1: They got... Uh, are, are they
0: double barreling? I'm assuming they're double barreling.
1: I have no idea. They got married in Ibiza. Wow. You See, I know so much gossip. <laughs> you,
0: you, you do. We also do a new <laughs> segment on where movie stars got married.
1: <laughs> I read so much tabloids on the way to work. It was yeah. hilarious. What else you got? Uh, Mama Mia too. Yes. We'll have an appearance from Cher. All right. Which is her first on screen role since 2010.
0: Is it really? She was. Yeah. Uh, did she win an Oscar once?
1: She did. A long, long, long time ago. 1980s, something? I right. can't remember what the film was. But I'm mm. pretty sure she did.
0: She was in tea with Mussolini, wasn't she? Uh, mm. Yeah, okay. Fair, fair play. I I didn't watch the first time I'm here.
1: Maybe you should, Colin. Yeah? It's in London as well.
0: It's in London, or oh, which case I'm definitely going to watch it. Yes. Um. Speaking of films that are coming out in the future, that's, that's the only link I've got here. <laughs> uh, we've been talking for some time about the Han Solo film. It's got a title. It's called Solo. In fact, more precisely, it's called Solo on A Star Wars Story. Although I think Rogue One was called Rogue One A Star Wars Story, so I don't think anyone's going to call it Solo A Star Wars Story.
1: I was reading um, a Facebook, uh, what do you call it? Is it a meme? Maybe
0: it's a meme. It's a, probably a meme, sure.
1: Yeah, something on Facebook, really. About if someone is going to explain to a kid in the future about the Star Wars films, they're going to have a difficult time. Especially if they follow um, the order when the films are released. I
0: bet so, 4, I've... 5,
1: 6 is out first. Then 1, 2, 3. And then you have the sequel, 7. Then you have the prequel, Rogue One. Then you have another sequel, at 8. Then you have the Han Solo film, which is set as a prequel to... To uh,
0: 4. First. Yeah, <laughs> yeah <laughs> exactly. It's going to get confusing, but... um. Especially since I'm it will intertwine a bit with right One, but yeah, I mean, uh, Solo seems the only sensible title for this thing. It's it's not that exciting, but if they hadn't called it that, you'd wonder why they hadn't called it that.
1: Wonder what the sequel is going to be called.
0: Uh, I think it was called uh, Star Wars: A New Hope, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> they're going
1: to make another one in between, aren't they? Or they're going to make one for each and every character there. Oh goodness me! Oh. <laughs> I hope they have Jabba. A Star Wars movie.
0: Yeah, people love that. I just <laughs> the <in> hot. <laughs>
1: a Star Wars movie. around. Um,
0: <laughs> oh yeah, I, I'd like to... I, I think it's kind of fun doing this, but it'd be nice if they kind of didn't just... Like, well, we found a spare month period that wasn't already filled in, so we filled in that backstory as well. It's, <sighs> we don't really need to know what's happening, do we? No. Uh, it's
1: but, all about the money, Colin.
0: No, this this could be good. I mean, they've run through a few. You're gonna watch it, right? You're gonna watch it, right? watch it. Yeah,
1: exactly.
0: See. Yeah, I'll watch them all. Pop like, Jabba thing. that Jabra thing. That's
1: on bad. <laughs> okay. Uh, what else do I have? So, uh, Morgan Freeman. Oh yes. Will play Colin Powell in an upcoming biopic. Really. Yeah. Isn't he a bit old?
0: Too.
1: Uh. Wow. Well, now you have technology. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So... Yeah, for those who do not know, Colin Powell. Colin Powell. Colin Powell. He's a US Secretary of State under George W. Bush. Mm. He's the first African-American Secretary of State. And he made a case for the war in Iraq to the UN.
0: And his name is Colin, <laughs> which is very similar to Colin because it's spelled the same and just pronounced weirdly. Um, so. Why
1: don't you call yourself Colin?
0: <laughs> it's very difficult to answer that question, Zee. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, Colin. Colin. <laughs> Um, no, I'm not going to be doing that. Why not?
1: Can oh, I call you Colin from now on?
0: You can if you want. Uh, <laughs> Colin Thomas. I don't think I'll catch on. Yeah. Uh, I I think, yeah, Morgan Freeman, I don't know how old he is. He's pushing 80, isn't he, at least? Maybe, maybe that's who's your favorite. He must be because he was fairly old before he got started. And most of what Colin Powell did was sometime before he was that old. Oh. Yeah, bad casting, I say. Two thumbs down from me. I'm doing the two thumbs down you can't see it. Yeah, Colin. Just okay. Um <laughs> So I uh, enjoyed Creed. You may recall people who've listened to our last episode that I uh, I put it somewhere in my top 10 films beginning with the letter C. So I'm looking forward to Creed 2. Yeah. But a little bit less than I was um Why? because it turns out that Sylvester Sloan will be directing it. Um which might seem harsh because he's not terrible, but I I really like Ryan Coogler as a director. And I'm kind of disappointed he's not coming back. So it's uh, so I got announced this time, uh, this last couple of weeks. So Sylvester Stallone directed basically all the Rocky films apart from the best one and the worst one. <laughs> so uh, if you want an average Rocky film...
1: you watch a Sylvester Stallone Rocky film.
0: Um, yeah. The best one, by the way, being the first one, the worst one being the fifth one. That's... Just my opinion, but I think everyone agrees with that. Do you agree with that, Zijan, who hasn't seen any of them? Yes. Excellent. Um, so there we go. We'll see how he does agree too. He, he, I thought he, he acted brilliantly in uh, in the first one for himself mm. an Oscar nomination. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's a shame Ryan Coog's moved away.
1: Yeah, it is. It is. Oh, well. Mm.
0: What exactly. else we you got? Uh,
1: not much more. The last bit of news I have is that uh, Marvel Studios president Kevin Feige... mm has suggested that once this current string of Marvel movies conclude, um, the future Marvel releases will not be grouped in those, into phases anymore. Okay. Yeah, so like right now, all the phases are ending with an Avengers film. Yes. Yeah, I guess they're just spreading it out so they won't get tied down to that. Although well, the whole phase
0: sense. thing has always been a little bit... Tenuous? Yeah, I mean, no, no I can never remember exactly which ones, where all the different phases hit. So it was a... I mean, if you're having a big landmark, I guess even like Captain America three felt like a fairly landmark movie, and that was bang in the middle of a phase, wasn't it? So yeah, it was. Yeah, uh, I've got a few things. Um, so Gambit apparently is still happening. Um, is it still chain Tatum? Still chasing Tatum, and it's got a date. I can't remember 2019 or something. Um, apparently Gore Verbinski is either in talks or is signed on. So oh. um, he did the parts of the Caribbean trilogy most famously. I think he stopped after three. or maybe he came out of there. Um, so apparently he's he's in the running I'm surprised that that is still happening um, but hey I cool. know I thought it's just gone in the back yeah. book and that's it it's just me or Chang Tatum his neck is much bigger than it used to be so <laughs> I saw he works out Colin he, that's what happens when you work out he does, I saw a speech from him the other day his neck is as wide as his head <laughs> anyway sorry that's probably neck shaming um, the Nicholas from uh, Flamel will be in the next Fantastic Beasts film apparently Oh, okay. So I am well,
1: trying to remember who Nicholas Flamel he he created the Philosopher's
0: Stone. He created or found or something, so He had he had certainly had the Philosopher's Stone. Um, yeah. they, they did say he was playing him, but I can't remember who it was and I'd never heard of them. So uh Yeah. But there you go. It's nice to see that we're exploring more of the uh the backstory of the Harry Potters. Yeah, well, just like Star Wars. Yeah. lots of backstory to milk. It certainly is. Um I've got the Gigantic has been cancelled, which I, I I think it was a return of Jacqueline Bisset talking. It was,
1: ah, uh, yes, the um, Disney remake.
0: Yep, it's not happening. It's gone. Mm-hmm. Um, and the most surprising news you'll ever hear. Yes. Bride of Frankenstein in Universal's Dark Universe uh, has been postponed. Oh <laughs> wow! What a surprise! <laughs> After the almost overwhelming success and Universal critical acclaim <laughs> of, of the Mummy, the Mummy.
1: Oh God! Thank thank goodness there is there is you know hope in this world. Uh,
0: <laughs> it's amazing how badly they've messed this up really um i mean not all cinematic universes are brilliant but i mean i guess the dce was was pretty bad after one but not as bad as this no it's awful well
1: good for us and good for humanity and all
0: well it's not cancelled yet it's just postponed
1: (laughs) indefinitely hopefully
0: yeah poor old tom cruise
1: why poor Tom Cruise? He's doing fine for himself. Three films this year. Has he got three films this year? I don't know. The Mummy, American Made, and...
0: Oh yeah, American Maid. I saw that. Mm. Um, <laughs> the thing is, none of his films do well apart from Mission Impossible.
1: Well, I think he should take a hint from yeah. that, right? Uh,
0: yeah, it's a fact. He's probably not a team of because Mission Impossible not coming out until next year, is it? So
1: Oh, is it? Oh. Oh, I think. poor Tom.
0: Yeah. Oh well, uh, we move on to our, our famous segment to see or not to Z. When we talk about to a see film. or not to Z, <laughs> which you have seen and tell you whether you should see it or not to Z. It uh, have you seen a film in the last two weeks, season?
1: Yes, I saw the Snowman.
0: Did you? Yes. That's a surprise. Right? But wow. it's it's fairly uh, macabre, isn't it? Uh
1: no, it's a thriller. Uh, well, yeah, a little bit. It's like the girl with the dragon tattoo, I guess. Okay. Yeah. Um. For those who don't know, it's uh, a show starring Michael Fassbender and Rebecca Ferguson. It's based on a book by Joe Nesbo set in Norway. And it's about a serial killer who goes about killing women. And his signature is that he leaves a snowman after he kills people. Why wouldn't you, eh? Yes. Um, so, the film itself is uh, pretty bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean... Yeah, I think they, they had interviewed the director who was trying to explain what happened, what went wrong with the filming. My the,
0: film is really bad. Is he yeah. That?
1: <laughs> yeah, they actually did an interview about him. He he acknowledged um, how bad the film was. Wow. He, yeah, it, it's that bad. Well,
0: I, did see, I saw a quote saying that um, he didn't film all the script, or something. Yes, he didn't film all the script. That's
1: what he said. That, that saying feels right like now. a rookie
0: mistake. <laughs> I know, right? I mean, if you're a director, that's what you should do. So, oh, there's another page? Oh, man. Oh, that was embarrassing.
1: Uh, yeah, so so because of that, the editing was very bad. So you do not know why things are happening the way they are. Some stories get cut short very quickly because pff, I guess they didn't film the other parts. <laughs> 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 and it's. Yes, uh, I mean, if you watch it, you will think like the Norwegian police force are like the dumbest people ever as well.
0: Right. <laughs> because Michael is plays uh, some detective, who, there's quite a lot of books by Joe Nesbo yes. about this detective, aren't there? Yeah. It's not, but, really, not really uh, my thing.
1: Uh, yeah. I don't know. I don't think this will kick off this universe. Okay. Now.
0: Whenever I see the name Joe Nesbo, it always looks like Jonesbo. That's, uh, <laughs> that's my <laughs> my comment on this. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So, would you 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 wouldn't recommend that our, our listeners watch that one then?
1: No, no. Well, I gonna wa- sleep halfway through.
0: <laughs> I also have a film that I'm not not recommending, um, which came up on uh, on Netflix. And funny, you should mention Girl the Dragon Tattoo actually, because um, it starred the the actors from that new movie Pass. I oh,
1: I know this one. Is this the one about Monday?
0: Yeah, what happened to Monday? It's what it's called. So I thought it was quite a fun concept. So basically, it's set in this a spe- bit ludicrous. Yeah. It's set in this future world where you're not allowed to have siblings so it's kind of the one child part i guess it's not that crazy um what the crazy bit is that there are seven identical sisters um all played by nimi rafras uh when they were kids their, their father played by william defoe i think from Raleigh, um basically doesn't want them to be well what, what they do is actually freeze them so they say rather than Killing them and just say, Well, we'll freeze them, and we'll, once we've figured out what to do about this, we'll unfreeze them in the future. But he doesn't want that, so he gets all seven of them and they all pretend to be the same person, basically, and they hide away and they mm. get one day each, hence why they're named after the days of the week. <laughs> I thought. Why didn't you like it? Basically, that, that sounded quite fun to me, but the. the it was. I, I should have known when it said um, Strong Violence or something, which, I, again, I'm not too concerned about, but it basically was just played as this action thriller as opposed to any kind of interesting ideas, so people kind of find them out and just get shot all over the place. And it's just lots of shooting and attacking and very little character development. Although, so there's seven different versions, like some of them have got like blonde hair, some of them, um, you yeah, know, dress differently, but they don't really have any characteristics Um mm. other than this is the blonde one. And I really don't think Noomi Repass was, was brilliantly cast in this one, to be honest. I don't think she did very well. So, um yeah, fun idea, but poorly executed, I thought. Oh, well. So, two films not to watch. Um, no, that's
1: all right. We, we save
0: our audience time. We do. We do indeed. Uh, and we move on to the main segment today where we are talking about Blade Runner 2049. Um, as ever, when we do these things, we will talk about it without spoilers. We will say spoilers. We will talk about it with spoilers. You'll we'll, know when we talk about spoilers. And then we'll stop talking about it. That's that's how it's going to work. <laughs> uh, but before we crack on, have you, have you seen the original Blade Runner? No, I haven't. So, I went in this with... Uh,
1: yeah, without seeing the first one. But I've read the book, though. Oh, there so okay. right. Philip K. Dick's To uh, Androids Dream of Electric Sheep.
0: Yeah. I, well, I've seen the film, but I haven't read the book. So this... Um, okay, so, be, so this will be... Between us, we've kind it. of got... Because um, yeah. the, the original film, there are, I think, seven versions of it. <laughs> um, albeit some of them only kind of being seen by like, a select audience or something. But there's kind of... There's the original theatrical version um, where the studio kind of interfered and made a lot of changes... Um, most famously, the fact that there's loads of voiceover, which Ridley Scott didn't want to do. And Harrison okay. Ford is kind of dragged into the studio to record it. Um, and it's really bad. And I, I have, I've not seen that version, but I've seen clips on YouTube. Oh, um, <laughs> okay. Quite, quite hilariously bad. And they've kind of they, they put on this kind of happy ending in, in that version as well. Um, the the version, then there's various different director's cuts and blah, blah, blah. But the, the most recent one, I think is called the Ultimate Edition or the Final Edition or something like that uh and i think it's generally regarded as the one you should watch and that got rid of all the narration and it got rid of the happy ending and and that's the one to watch i would say mm. um but here we are 30 years later in Blade Runner time and it's all going on but we'll, uh, what did you think good bad um bladey? so
1: well we should give a gist of the plot anyway oh I was going to
0: gonna do it.
1: Go fellow for it. um viewers we so Ryan Gosling yes uh, plays K in this. He is also a Blade Runner. So this film, if you listen to our previous podcast, this film is set 30 years yes. uh, in the future of the first Blade Runner.
0: Or if you listen to the and, fact I said that, 30 seconds ago. But yeah. Oh yeah.
1: You always say that and I keep forgetting. <laughs> or I, don't, I don't pay attention.
0: It's very true. Yes.
1: Uh, so he, he he is a Blade Runner um, and Blade Runners are people who retire replicants. So in this post, uh, in this this world that Philip K. Dix created, replicants are essentially androids, I guess. Yep. Yep. Yeah, uh, robots that look like humans. They they, um, they behave like humans. Um, and the reason why they got retired in the first place is because they went rogue, right? They stopped uh, listening to commands. And,
0: and to be clear, retired means they get killed. It's not. A they kind get of, killed. Yeah cosy retirement home is just so yeah this he's doing the same job that harrison ford did in the original basically he, he was a he retired yeah but, to be honest i can't see any rationale for why they're called blade runners other than the fact that blade runner sounds pretty no. cool but uh I, think, I can't
1: even remember whether in the book they were called blade runners I as well think That's they the are. Thing. i
0: think the blade runner was a phrase that was used for something else and that ridley scott whoever thought oh, that sounds cool let's just use that oh. yeah
1: of course I'm, pre- I'm pretty sure i went through the entire book <laughs> <laughs> looking for that word i was like huh so
0: Fifth k dick has got some terrible titles right? do android stream of electric sheep is a terrible <laughs> well it's like a... well, that's
1: because sheep was, uh, live animals were a commodity
0: yeah like the rare.
1: so most people do not have live animals they have robot animals instead very true very true yeah, so i guess that was where the gist was yeah. so um basic plot of the film was that i think i can explain that k at the beginning he found the body of a uh, female replicant hmm. follows uh, that story the kind fire. of
0: clues because it's, it's, it, it's as you say it's retired, but it feels a bit like a detective and, and the first one feels quite like a detective story in some ways as well so it, it's a bit reminiscent of things like the Maltese Falcon over us where um, it's kind of a film noir uh, detective. I think the voiceover was an attempt to kind of match that kind of hmm. I knew she was lying to me but I decided to follow where she went and this, this kind of thing with uh, just kind of seeing what or he- hearing what the, the main character's doing. And this, it didn't feel quite the same, but it, it was following that kind of detective concept. Um, so, so I know we're not we're not going to talk too much about the original because you haven't seen it, but I think no. you can't really talk about this one without talking about it. Um, I, I definitely recommend watching the Ultimate version. I think it's funny. It, it's a very um, atmospheric thoughtful kind of sci-fi. I think when I first watched it about a decade ago, I was kind of I'd seen Indiana Jones, I'd seen Star Wars, and I was I was kind of expecting a kind of fun romp type thing and, it, and it's nothing like that. It's very I say it's got more in common with the old film noir than it does with with a Star Wars. Mm. Um the the music is is incredible in the first one. It's it's very um distinctive by a guy called Vangelis and yep. I think it's probably the most distinctive thing about it even well, apart from I guess the um maybe, maybe the visuals which were very influential in in sci-fi films and, and elsewhere um, so that's probably it. so so, so i did, did you get what was going on in this one having not seen the original
1: uh i believe so because um as i say, i read the book yeah of course so yeah, which yeah. which does follow closely it diverges a little bit here and there but it follows a bit um so i actually enjoyed this film a
0: lot okay yeah,
1: yeah um
0: that's good. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> why don't <laughs> you? Did you enjoy the film? Uh, I did, but you and I might be in a actually people who've seen it have enjoyed it. Um, but yeah, it's it's done surprisingly badly at the box office. Right. I know
1: it's it's now treated as a flop.
0: Yeah, which right I think now at the I don't think it's gonna. It's not. A, it's not a kind of John Carter type flop, but uh, it's not done as well as hoped. I think.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah I I just love this film. Um, okay. Yeah, I I just love this film. I it felt a little bit long at bits. Yeah. It's a very long film, by the way. <laughs> it's, it's a very, very long film.
0: <laughs> long-term listeners might be familiar with my my rule that no film needs to be longer than two and a half hours. Yeah, uh, this is definitely longer than two and a half yeah, hours. Yeah, this is two hours 45, I think, or something like that. So um, Yeah,
1: it's an uh, incredibly long film. But I think... Um, so, let's start with... Um, Kay played by Ryan Gosling. Yeah. I think Ryan Gosling did a very good job in this. Uh, yeah. I'm never a big fan of uh, him. I mean, he's okay to me, but I think he was really good in this.
0: So I think he's very very um, diverse kind of uh, actor in that he can cover all kinds of genres. Like So obviously La La Land to start this year or the end of last year with this kind of comedy, well, yeah, kind of light-hearted musical. Mm. But then he's done things like Drive, which I know a lot of people love, um, where he's playing the hard type. He's played more comedy roles, things like Crazy Stupid Love. Um, I thought he was really good in, in Gangster Squad. I know not everyone agrees with that. Things like Half Nelson, which is breakout drama. So kind of any any genre or the rom com, the Notebook. I think he's he's solid in any of them. I, yeah, I, he is. I'm a fan, I think yeah, I'm a fan of his. is it. Be...
1: Um, Harrison Ford is back.
0: He is. less so like, than I was expecting. Yes,
1: um, like I, I felt like I could do with him not being revealed in the poster. Okay. Yeah, I mean, like it would be fun to see him come out at the end. That's because his bits weren't that. Hmm. meaty. I get he he does drive the plot. Yeah. And the, the last third of the film. We've got a
0: problem here, I think, that pretty much everything in this film was a spoiler. Um, <laughs> yeah, I know. Because they, they did really good job, actually, in not giving things away. So yes. they, they had quite a lot of trailers, posts, whatever else. But going in, I couldn't have told you what was going to happen. And that, that's surprisingly rare these days. Um, a lot of films are going, like go, even things like Thor Ragnarok coming up next, next time. I can tell you the, the, the plot of the first half of that film straight away. <laughs> um, <laughs> whereas, it, yeah, Blade Runner. Yeah, we kind of we knew that he was that Ryan Gosling's character was a, a, a retired was a Blade Runner. I mean, you Harrison yeah. Ford was in it. I just say, I mean, I can see why you might not want to know that. I think they were he was the part of the the big draw. I mean, obviously, it didn't work brilliantly, but I think they were hoping people would want be more likely to want to see it because he was in it. Mm. It could
1: be because I've not seen the first film either as well, so it right. doesn't really make a difference to me. Um. Yes,
0: yeah, so I think cause I say the first one is good, but it, t- it took a while to grow on me, and I don't think it is as loved well it's definitely not as loved as star wars and joanna jones um maybe it's probably on a level of independence day that kind of thing so, so i can see why it didn't bring in as many people as it was hoping because it, mm. it did pretty badly in the cinema the first one actually um so it's not a big surprise perhaps
1: yeah i think so i want to tell you how much i like this film but it's very difficult for me to tell you without going into spoilers i find i'm finding it right now yeah <laughs> i
0: think we should probably uh, <laughs> go fairly quickly here I, I will just say in terms of um visuals i thought it was absolutely beautiful film yes most- it is <gasps> yeah
1: god it's gorgeous like honestly the city the, the camera work is astounding
0: yeah so there's a cinematographer called roger deakins um who's behind this and there's been a bit of a campaign recently online that he because he, he's never won an oscar but his work it has been it's so so good and i kind of, there's kind of, i recommend people looking at on um kind of youtube so there's comp- compilations of what he's done he's done things like fargo Short shortstop redemption sicario and uh, i think he did no country for old men uh and just so many beautiful shots and you think how and i don't know what he was up against in those years but i think a lot this seems to be a lot of people thinking this might be the year he gets it because
1: i hope he does though i mean it's a very beautiful film it really is you want to just watch it just for the visual alone and ignore the plot it's still worth watching
0: i gotta say the visuals are better than the plot (laughs) i think um (laughs) And it's, yeah, so distinctive, and it's a little bit showy, but I think that's fine for this kind of genre. Um, that's
1: probably why it's cost so much money in the first place, though. To be fair,
0: yeah, yeah, that's not not helping, is it? Um, mm. The the music, I, I was disappointed by actually. Um, I don't know what you felt, so I saw sort of um, my friend, your friend Jenny, and, and she kind of commented that a lot of it was kind of a heavy bass kind of kind of thing going on.
1: Yeah, I thought it was okay. Um, I didn't particularly hate it, so.
0: I, was, I think I was disappointed partly because this, the music is so distinctive in the first one mm. that I was kind of, I wasn't I wasn't wanting a repeat, but I was kind of, it's like the visuals are very distinct in the first one and these are distinctive in a different way. I was kind of hoping they would do something similar, whereas it's just very, very generic music. Occasional hints at the kind of first one, but I thought that was one of the weaker parts of this. Who um, did the music for this? Uh, Hans Zimmer and someone else. Oh, I'm
1: too. surprised they didn't use bits of the first uh, films' music as well, because they did it for Jurassic World, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah,
0: so I mean, the and first the first one doesn't have a a distinctive theme, but it's just kind of it's very kind of tinkly kind of sound, and it's I think partly it's so distinctive because it doesn't feel very sci-fi noir type thing; it feels different, and and the kind of the the, the dichotomy of the visuals and the sound. But yeah, they the kind of a couple of scenes where they kind of hinted at it, but I would like to, like have gone further. Mm. <laughs> Um. Yeah, we probably ought to uh, ought to move on to spoilers because there's a lot to say in spoilers. Yes, there's a lot. I mm. would
1: like yeah. Shall we go on, then?
0: Let's do it. Spoilers.
1: spoilers. 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 Spoilers.
0: Go for it. Um.
1: So, I there were two twists in the film. At least. Well, yeah. at least. Yeah. In in my view, uh, I mean, um, there there were like three parts to the film. Yes. So, uh, the first part of the twist was that, uh as I mentioned earlier, Ryan Gosling found uh, the body of a rep- replicant. Yes. But it turns out that this replicant was pregnant. Yeah. And had
0: a baby. Whoa.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I know. I know. She's had s- a sp- baby.
0: Speaking of that scene, um, Dave Bautista plays a replicant in that. I thought that was, uh, he, I thought he did well. I thought it was fun seeing him. He's, he's, he's don't, me if you, um, surprisingly, number of blockbusters now considering he's a wrestler but uh, hmm. going to the galaxy he was in the latest Bond wasn't he and he's it's, a...
1: it's going to be a new rock right
0: yeah maybe maybe. Yeah,
1: Dwayne Johnson everyone yeah. loves
0: and in fact we didn't say which we probably could have done pre-spoilers but I don't know um, that Ryan coston's character is a replicant um, yes so actually I probably I don't think I did know that going in so uh, no,
1: me neither but I assume so as
0: well um and interestingly, sorry, I, I know I'm cutting off your train of thought, but interestingly, uh, replicants everyone can tell they're replicants in this by 2049. So he gets abuse shouted at him in the street, in my view. Um, whereas in the previous one, even some, the replicants sometimes didn't know they were replicants. Mm. Anyway, you were saying they found a, uh bones of a pregnant replicant.
1: Yes, and I think the first, well, first twist that left me with my mouth open was that Ryan Gosling thought Oh, Kay thought that he
0: was the child. Yes, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I, said, cause that I, was... I thought they were really over-egging that and, and kind of worked out why later. Um, yeah, Because yes, there's this mystery child he's gone so many he finds in some database rather that there's two children with the same DNA and therefore one that must be fake and blah, blah, blah. And he's fairly, exactly. fairly confident it's him.
1: Uh, yeah, because he went to his orphanage and then he found this wooden horse. Which d- triggers his memory.
0: Yeah. Which I thought. So yeah. So he, he's had this dream or memory of of, of um, a horse, yeah, wooden horse being hidden, mm. and then he finds it and thinks oh it must have been true. I, I must admit that confused me a bit because I thought, well, surely it's just an implanted memory, which they've done before. They, they're kind of the first one talked about implanted memories, mm. um but then apparently implanted memories are illegal in this by twenty forty nine. Yes. So uh, yeah. it kind of makes sense. Yep. So big, so, big twist,
1: big twist, big twist. That was the part when my mouth was yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I had my mouth open, and then the second part, of the twist, was when he found out that the child was actually a girl.
0: Yes. So big twist. He's the child. Second big twist. He's not the child. <laughs> he's not the child.
1: Yeah. But it worked out well though. It's not like,
0: hmm.
1: you know, they they didn't do it in such a way that it was undeserved. Yeah. I mean, like yeah. I was fo- when I was following the story when he found out, he thought he was a child. And then he found out he wasn't. You know, he, you follow the story of him, you know, thinking that he had a purpose in life and finding out that he wasn't really that. And yeah. I can see how his character development is going with that. I think it's great.
0: Yeah, and you do see more from him as the film develops because obviously he's a replicant, but replicants have emotions, they have uh, thoughts. And and it's kind of playing on what does it really mean to be a human? Or human. Mean, which, which again, the first one did a lot of. Because there's this ongoing theory... That uh, Harrison Ford's character, Richard Deckard, is a replicant um, from the first one. That's not a spoiler because it's very inconclusive. Um, hmm. And in fact, Ridley Scott says he is, and Harrison Ford says he isn't. So who knows? Um, this one doesn't try and solve that. Rip. It's kind of a, At one point, you think it has told you, and then it turns out it hasn't. So there's a, oh. there's a bit where it says, oh, you were designed for this. Oh, but maybe you weren't. If you, yes. Or if you were designed at all. <laughs> so that was fun So. Um, <laughs>
1: So while Ryan Gosling was going through this whole process of self-discovery, he discovered uh, Harrison Ford's character, Rick Deckard, hiding out. Yes. Um, which I'm going to go to in the future. Uh, uh, go go into that a bit in the, later on. Okay. But uh, while that was going happen, while that was happening, he's still being pursued by um, another replicant by the corporation.
0: Yeah. And I must admit, this is where. So I was quite tired watching this film, which might be. The, I, I, it's a great film. I, I was so tired that I kind of almost fell asleep in one scene. But yes. so I was struggling to understand character motivations. I, and that's, I don't know whether that's just because I was tired or because it wasn't explained as well as it could have been. Okay. So Jared Little's character. Yes.
1: He's the head of the
0: organization. He create, um, he's trying they, try, yeah. Yeah, they create replicants. Yeah,
1: they create replicants. Yeah. So he's trying to create a replicant with the ability to reproduce. Yes
0: because he's heard he's heard about this this woman replicant who had a child and he wants to be able to do that himself.
1: Yes. So hence um, because that's the easiest way of creating more replicants for him. Yes. Rather than just creating replicants from scratch. But so he sent
0: sorry, gone. So so he's sending someone after it. Ryan Gosling's looking for it because he thinks it might be him or something. <laughs> well, but yeah, his boss
1: is trying to find out more about himself, right? Yeah.
0: And Ryan Gosling's boss wants him to go there and kill this replicant child
1: because it's bad for humans to find out that replicants can give birth. yeah
0: and i think that's what i missed i kind of feel out that everyone was chasing off this thing but i wasn't entirely sure why i was hmm. like oh, fine i don't i'll just i just follow along I, I, and i say i think i think the plot might have been it was the plot was weaker than the visuals if, if that makes sense um, i don't think it's so, that weak
1: though it's not like it's a
0: maybe weak's the wrong word quite thin i guess um hmm. It's, it's basically a MacGuffin thing everyone's trying to get to this place and they're going to fight each other oh. and you've got other stuff playing off that that's well, true. maybe that's fine maybe you don't need anything more complicated than that but... mm.
1: well and I think that's the entire gist of the the film have I missed anything
0: um, well you've missed a big subplot which I which felt a bit odd but I liked it which is basically the film Her uh, oh yes <laughs> happening in in the subplot so um, so Ryan Gosling's character has got a kind of hologram wife effectively or girlfriend or mm. um and yeah so it's, it's if you haven't seen the film her go and to the film her um but it's the kind of the idea that he loves her even though she, she's not really well she's just a computer program or whatever she seems to have similar like uh, kind of she seems to love him even though again she's a computer program and maybe i guess that will feed into the what is what is the whole idea right what yeah, is what real what human. is what is yeah. life yeah yeah um so I enjoyed that subplot. I, I say even they the had the, another bit where basically she hired hired another like someone with a body. So in fact it was a replicant but someone with a body to kind of take her place so that he could that physically touch her. reminds me so much of her. Straight from her. Yeah, yeah. yeah
1: that's definitely from her. I was like, oh, this is from her straight. <laughs> it reminded me from... But the actress who played Joy, I like her I like her a lot.
0: Yeah, I, I don't think I'd seen her or anything before that I couldn't think yeah. of. But um, she did yeah, great job. She, yeah.
1: she has this very vulnerability... Yeah, she portrays very well. I mean, I when she went out into the rain for the first time, her happiness—you can—it's just radiating from her. Yeah, you just feel her emotions just bustling up.
0: And it gave something like, for Ryan Gosling to play against, and and he to show more dimensions to that character. Because initially, I thought, oh, he's just—he's just got this computer program, and mm-hmm. he doesn't care much about it. But yeah, clearly, there was some sort of attempt at a relationship. So, yeah, um,
1: but I I thought that this this film basically boils down to three. AI or replicants who you know were trying to be human or wants to be human in okay. some way or okay. finding out yeah. so first one was Ryan Gosling's character as Kay yes. obviously and the second one is um, Anna Deyama's character as Joy yep. who there was a part when you know she wanted to get herself removed and erased and from, from the building cause she, even if she, she dies or gets removed from existence she wants to feel it like a real person yes So she wants to feel that kind of emotions, and the third person, the third replicant, was um, love.
0: Who is, uh, yes. Who is unfortunately working for uh Jared Leto's character.
1: Yeah, working for Jared Leto's character, and she is the one who is been programmed in such a way that she has to do everything that um her creator wants her to do, and she has no choice in that matter. Even though she wants to break from it, yeah, break away from it. I mean, there were parts when she was crying when she, had to, she was watching things that her creator was doing. So she did feel some empathy, but she couldn't help herself because she was made that way. So basically following these three different AI, trying to work out what being human is. That's what I thought this film was all about.
0: And maybe even four, if you think that Richard Deckard is a... Uh, yeah, is maybe a even repricant. four. Although actually yeah. he, I think it was quite interesting that they basically made clear he doesn't care if he's a replicant or not. He, nah. he just He doesn't know, he doesn't care. Um, what we haven't said is is that the, the, the body that was found was Rachel's body, um, Rachel being uh, the replicant from the first film that uh, Richard Deckard ends up with, which is, by the way, a really weird, I don't know what it's like in the book, a really weird kind of love plot, because basically yeah, she, they discover she's a replicant, like kind of the new generation, really good one, he then effectively rapes her, um, off camera, but you can kind of tell it's going, and then it turns out that he's in love with her, it's all very odd. Yeah, anyway, I, I think we're, we're supposed book. to ignore some of that, uh, and just just by the fact that he's in love with her. Yes, um, and a nice little biblical reference, by the way, about uh, uh, Rachel's womb being opened. Jared Leto's character quotes from the Bible. That, um, there's a biblical character called Rachel. Uh, speaking of Jared Leto, what, what do you think?
1: Well, I thought he did a decent job, really. He's
0: barely, I mean, hes like the head of a mysterious corporation. That's what. What else can you do? Yeah, I mean, he's that? barely in it. Which like, is yeah. fair enough. To, there was the Tyrell Corporation in the first one, and the guy at the head of that Tyrell, I guess, is barely in it as well. But Jared Leto really goes all out for these things. I'm, I'm just reminded of how much he did for the Joker for his five minutes of screen time, and apparently in this one because he play, he's playing a blind character, and apparently he like put in contact lenses to make himself blind, and, oh, and, of wore, course he... and wore them throughout filming. Like, why? You're he barely, likes his method acting, doesn't he? You're barely in it. And then, as I was, I was pointing out, that he's got these kind of little drone things that allow him to effectively see. It's kind of, I guess, a bit like dead or whatever else he can see the sonar. I think, well, you're not even really blind then. <laughs> What's the Oh, <laughs> uh, dear. So, yeah, I, th- I mean, he was okay, but I think, I don't know whether they left stuff on the cutting room floor or whether that was the intention all along. Mm.
1: Uh, So which part of the plot do you think is thin then?
0: Uh, I guess I just maybe thin is unfair I I just felt like the first one the the visuals are brilliant the the kind of the character uh, any amount of characters the relationships work really well the plot itself you could write on the back of a postage stamp it's just people trying to get to a place to and they fight <laughs> yeah and i, I said i'm not really saying that as a criticism i'm just saying well maybe i'm a little bit but i say it's, it's built this world and it's, it's all about the beauty of it and, and kind of yeah the, the atmosphere and it doesn't really matter that much that it's a very root one yeah as
1: i mentioned i, I never thought that that was the main plot Though i thought yeah. the plot was basically just the replicants learning about themselves and, and you just needed something to push them
0: and i guess what was so for if, if picking weaknesses, I, I say things like he meets up, Ryan Gosling's character meets up with um, kind of a whole bunch of rebel replicants who are going to rise again or have a have a rebellion. <laughs> yeah. And it, well, what was the point of all that? He kind of meets them, they say we're going to rebel. There was a kind of good bit where they said, oh, did you think you were special? We all think we're special kind of thing, which was, was cool. But then nothing else really happens there.
1: Yeah. So it's for him to get the line, you know, to be human is to fight for something.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so, um, I don't know whether they're planning, they're hoping to make another one. I hope not. Yeah, I don't think they need to.
1: I think this ended well. I think this ended very well.
0: Yeah, actually. I, 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 thought- I, w- I wouldn't mind if they just waited thirty years again and made another one with an old, <laughs> old Ryan yeah. Gosling. That, that would, be fine by me. Um.
1: I thought the, f- I mean, like, as I, I, do agree that it was plodding at times. Yeah. Uh, it's a, it's quite a long film, but I thought the end, and the end scene especially. The last bit when he and Deckard were walking up the steps. Yeah. Yeah. It in made, the snow. It completed, yeah, in the snow. It completed the film very well. Like completed yeah, the film very, very well. Is it
0: just me? Well, every time they showed the exterior shot of that lab, I thought of the the school in the Breakfast Club. It just looked a lot like that to me. <laughs> maybe it's the same one. Maybe maybe. I I've I've not actually looked it up, so maybe it'll tell us it doesn't look anything like it. But it just it reminded me of it. Um, hmm. So in total I mean as as, as a sequel. I think this this works really well and they, they didn't just try and rehash Blade Runner. Uh, and obviously it's got things from it, it's got Harrison Ford and I know you wanna talk more about that in a bit. But um compared to them like the Force Awakens, which I love, that was very clearly a Star Wars sequel drawing a lot of the same mythos, a lot of the same ideas. Mm-hmm. Whereas this tonally you can kind of see the connection, they're both kind of they're both about characters depth, they're both very beautiful visuals. But it just felt such a different film. I think this could have been a standalone film and wouldn't have been very different a lot. I'm happy, yeah. Which is great. Which I think think... does make a good
1: sequel, right? Exactly, yeah. I mean,
0: maybe not a very successful one, but it's great. So, like, Denis Villeneuve, or Denis Villeneuve, the director, it's good to see that he just wanted to make a decent film and didn't really. There weren't loads of kind of. They did have Edward James Ormus from the first one popped up for, for a cameo, but it wasn't kind of a lot of, oh, he's gone to the same place he went to last time, he's ordered the same food or whatever. And mm-hmm. I thought it was really impressive um, to do that. And it reminded I was trying to think of other sequels. And the, the closest I could concept was The Color of Money, which is a sequel to The Hustler. Um, in terms of it's got the same character, but it doesn't really feel like the same kind of film at all. Yeah, I, I've i written down most different sequels since The Color of Money. I don't know if that makes any sense. but um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. So Harrison but, Ford, you want, you want to talk about uh, him and yeah, his, yeah, yeah. No, his Vegas I, I mean, hideout?
1: Yeah, it's just that. You know the first part when they met and then they had a fight scene, the shooting scene?
0: Yes. I thought that was completely unnecessary. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, he did seem a little bit trigger happy.
1: Um, Yeah, it was just very... It was a long film. (laughs) And that bit dragged it on a lot. It was like, it didn't add much to...
0: I can see why they did I mean, people want to see that, don't they? Um, I guess. I thought it was quite funny because they're fighting in Vegas and you kind of had these kind of holograms of Elvis singing and... Marilyn Monroe I don't know very kind of classic Vegas yep. acts and I'm just sitting there thinking this is 2049 surely the kind of the, the acts that people look back on fondly would be like Justin Bieber or something surely uh, <laughs> it's more appropriate to have that there well, that's what you think Colin. I can see why I can see why they didn't but
1: <laughs> yeah that's how I thought that bit was um, a bit unnecessary um, and also one thing that was uh, a bit weird was that you know when love yes she manages to break into the police department twice, right? With no one knowing.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean this. It feels like it's one of those plots that it doesn't do too to dig into too, too heavily. <laughs> twice, Colin. Twice. <laughs> it's not once. Twice. And in fact, this because I agree with you. The ending outside the lab was great, but the kind of scene before that, where they're fighting in the the flooding cable car, or tram or yeah. whatever it's called, tram. it is, That that wasn't my favorite bit. I'll be honest. That was kind of just. It felt a bit like you've had all this really kind of uh yeah say enigmatic beautiful uh in- intense unique build-up and then you're just having a fight scene which felt like it could have been anything it could have been a born film or a bond film yeah, or else.
1: yeah i I guess what they're trying to do is basically they're the two replicants right yeah one 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 this one who couldn't change what she was one one who can't fight against her commands versus one who could you know yeah but
0: personally yeah, didn't, this that a... didn't really come across to me but maybe and again, I th- maybe, yeah, maybe I'm not reading enough into it, but it, it felt a bit like the first one, to be honest, where the, it's kind of the, the fight scene feels very much like a fight scene as opposed oh. to a character actually developing. Probably um, the only other thing I've written here is Tron is how not to do this. Um, <laughs> just if any. Um, which is not necessarily relevant, but I've seen Tron and Tron Legacy, and Tron Legacy is is definitely how not to make a sequel to a <laughs> to a film that wasn't <laughs> that good in the first place. <laughs>
1: I'm pretty sure there are a lot more sequels that we can pick on as well.
0: Yeah, I think because it was, it felt similar because it was a long gap between them, and it was sci-fi, and it was trying to uh, reimagine the idea. And I think just it failed, whereas it succeeded. I, I yeah. Yeah, say so I think there's. I'm not sure I'll come back to this one often. I, I don't think I liked it as much as you did, but uh, mm. I, I admire what they were doing.
1: Well, and for me, if you don't think too closely into the plot, but look at how the characters are developed, then I think you'll like this film a yeah.
0: lot. I think if you like the first one as well, you'll like this one. Yes, it's, it's, If you didn't like the first one, you probably won't like this one either. It's, it's, mm. it's not a big old fun time, but it's uh, very thoughtful. And uh, let's hope it gets the uh, Cinematography Oscar.
1: Yeah, I hope so too. It's beautiful.
0: Right. Blade 24-9, done. Tick. Nailed it. <laughs> um, we move on to Bill Hader films, which we, we bypassed last time um because we ran out of time yes uh um how many bill Hader films have you seen vision
1: quite a few surprisingly one two three four five six seven eight nine ten eleven
0: twelve i've seen 14 but to be honest almost (laughs) all of them i didn't know he was in um
1: that's the thing he doesn't really star in
0: many of the films he does a lot of voice work he seems to be the go-to guy for in for kind of voice work, where it's not that distinctive, uh, I very professional, but not necessarily notable, uh, yes.
1: And hence, that's why I chose my favorite film of Bill Hader, oh, yes, yeah. as the one that he has a more prominent role in, okay, which is Inside Out,
0: okay, yeah, that's yeah, so that is some distinctive voice work, yeah,
1: yeah, that's that's voice work. And he had one of the main five emotions, anyway. So, I guess that's better than some of the others yeah. I have on my which, which list. Which one was he? He was
0: fear. Yes, yeah, of course he was. Yes. Yeah. yes. So, uh,
1: my favorite film is Inside Out. It's a Pixar. So, no surprises there. Oh, but f- Inside Out is, is more than just, you know, a standard animated film. It, talks, it tells the story of um, a little girl and her emotions. And if you put it off as, you know, a cheesy... Uh, cheesy story it's actually quite mature it's very mature yeah yeah it deals in like loss and you know depression and very dark themes like that Mm. and it's surprising huh sorry hockey yeah hockey (laughs) (laughs)
0: and yeah and it's really it's really good yeah it's classic Pixar isn't it in terms of uh, it's fun it's light but it does have some very deep themes to it um,
1: yeah, I cried twice in that film as well. <laughs> so fi- that goes to show how it's a, it's a good film. And It's a good Pixar film. Yeah.
0: So you've uh, seen it, right? I have. Yeah. No, it's 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 a, it's a good one. Uh, I said my my favorite films on this list that he was in are Scott Pilgrim and Her. But in mm-hmm. both of them, he kind of provided like additional voices or something. So I, I, that's the thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, so it feels like it's cheating a little bit. So um, ignore those. Um, I. I will talk. I'll talk a bit about Trainwreck um, because my brother loves this film, and recommended it to me.
1: Is that the film with what's the name?
0: Uh, Amy Schumer. Amy Schumer. Yeah. Yeah. So it's uh, Amy Schumer's kind of well, train wreck. Her life is a bit of a train wreck, um, and it's, it's essentially a romantic comedy with 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 Bill Hader as the the male lead, um, but it's all about her kind of trying to get a life fucking track. I guess. So, uh, her sister's played by uh, the great Brie Larson, but. It looked terrible to me, to be honest, from the trailers. And I started watching it on Netflix, and the first 20 minutes are absolute garbage. Um, <laughs> it's, it's basically just sex joke after sex joke after sex joke. Plus, I mean, in, I think in the, I text my brother after like 20 minutes saying, I, I'm giving up on this film. There've already been two sex scenes, um, and they're just really crude. I mean, I, it's not, yes, yeah, sex scenes isn't necessarily the worst thing in the world, but basically every every joke was about that. However, it, once Bill Hader arrives, it gets better. Um, so he's finally Much better. I still don't like it much, to be honest. But it's it's definitely watchable once he's in it. Um, I thought it, I thought it was going to be absolute garbage. It just turned out to be okay. So there you go. But Simon <laughs> loves it. So maybe uh, maybe you, dear listener, will love it as well. Uh, but Bill Hader's good in it. He plays a yeah. sports agent basically. Um, I think he's an agent. Oh no, sports uh, physio or doctor or something. Um. The other one I've got, which I really remember his performance, in as much as I remember him being in it. <laughs> um, well, it's has kind got of Tropic Thunder and Adventureland. He's fairly prominent in those. Well, Tropic mm-hmm. Thunder, he's playing one of the lackeys to Tom Cruise's character, and Adventureland is kind of it's him and Kristen Wiig who often appears alongside Kristen Wiig mm-hmm. uh, working at the theme park.
1: So, which is our favourite film?
0: Well, I mean, the favourite film is Scott Pilgrim, but let's say uh, let's be. Oh, the ones that he had. Ones that he's really in. Had more uh, than one line. I'm just going through this list, and uh, um, I guess I'm going to have to say, uh, I guess I'm going to say Tropic Thunder. Maybe <laughs> I'm not that happy. I'm not happy about it. Yeah, <laughs> just no. I was looking at this, I think basically, yeah, I don't remember him. I think it's like Twenty Two Jump Street. We had this thing with Seth Rogen last time. But basically, he appears in one of the end credit scenes. I don't think that really counts. So. No. So, I, so there you go, Tropic Thunder. <laughs>
1: it's ridiculous he's done so many voice work I've got Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs Monsters yeah. University
0: yeah
1: Finding Dory yeah
0: Men in Black Bard. 3 I don't know if that was voice work or, or whether he actually I don't remember what he did in it but Star didn't. Trek Into Darkness I think that was voice work yeah
1: yeah I don't remember him much in any of these yeah. this is the thing so I had to go with Inside Out which luckily enough is a very good film
0: there you go um who are we doing next time do you know? uh,
1: because I saw her recently on one of the talk shows uh Julia Roberts.
0: Ah, type, 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 type. Excellent. It feels like the kind of uh, actress we, we should have done already. Yeah, I know. I look, forward to, uh, I look forward to talking to Julia Roberts films.
1: And singing Pretty Woman. Uh,
0: yes, almost inevitably. Uh, we move on to the quiz, which in honour of my trip to Canada is uh, about the Toronto International Film Festival. You are doing very well in the quiz recently, Zizia. Three on the bounce, I think. Yep, so yep. I think we're level for the year, aren't we? Yes, we are. Oh, dear. And, well, we'll see how this is one goes. happens we
1: increase the difficulty of my questions.
0: <laughs> yes, well, good luck with this lot. Uh, <laughs> so uh, I'll go first. Uh, nice, easy one for you, Zizian. I mean, In what year was the festival founded? 1976. There's a man who's done his research. Good yes, work. The, yep. This morning. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, question one, which is an easy one as well Where is the Toronto International Film Festival headquartered? Is that easy? <laughs> i don't know i thought you'll do some research on this it feels like the answer is toronto <laughs> no it's not
0: do you want to more, something more specific than toronto yes i've got no idea then um toronto <laughs> like, studios
1: you can like do a control search on the, <laughs> the page you'll find loads of this <laughs> uh it's the tiff bell Lightbox.
0: oh is that what that is i saw yeah. i saw people talking about that i didn't know what it was Yeah, exactly <laughs> uh, which alcoholic drink firm currently sponsors the people's choice award Oh, you like my
1: question number four, then. Oh,
0: yeah. <laughs> Grouch. Correct.
1: Question two. How many days does the Toronto International Film Festival last for? Oh,
0: I have no idea. Um, I would say it's probably 23.
1: 11 days. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs>
0: well this is, uh, question three for you. Which 1981 sporting film was the first to win both the People's Choice Award and the Oscar for Best Picture? Ah.
1: Uh, The first to
0: win both. Yes. When was this? What
1: year? 1981. Oh, my goodness. I don't know. What's this?
0: Uh, Chariots of Fire. Oh. Oh, cool. I didn't
1: know that. Uh, Question three. In which year was the film festival... um, In which year did the film festival change its name from Festival of Festivals?
0: Oh, I read that. Um ah did i read that i'm gonna say it was quite early i'm gonna say it was 1984
1: at 10 years and you're there 1994
0: um which film won the 2017 people's choice award
1: uh i've read that it's the three billboards outside Ebbing, missouri
0: very good <laughs> okay, well, you've already won, but let's keep. <laughs> you're, doing far, question... you're doing far too much research. <laughs> <laughs> ah! <laughs> I need
1: to catch up, man. Question four, which you know the answer to, is. Is it Grelsch? Um, yeah, uh, I was wondering what it was, but it's a brewery.
0: Okay, cool. Yeah, it's fine. Oh, okay. Um, question five for you um, Which Western was chosen as the opening film of the 2016 festival?
1: A Western? Twenty sixteen. were there any westerns last year
0: there has to be there was one there was one that opened the toronto international film festival
1: oh thanks colin (laughs) is it a canadian film
0: i can't possibly tell you
1: yes you can no i don't know why is it
0: so we did a we did a podcast episode on it it's the magnificent seven
1: ah dang it and my last question from me is uh which was the most recent film that won both the People's Choice Award and also the Academy Award for Best Picture.
0: Ooh, I definitely read this. Um I think it was Twelve Years a Slave. You're correct. There you go, but you win 3 2, which puts you ahead for the year, dear me. Yes! And the year is almost ending as well. Plenty of time to pull it back. Plenty of time. <laughs> uh what's the quiz for next time? Because
1: it's the thirtieth year anniversary. Oh yes. The Princess Bride. Oh.
0: A, uh, off. Be prepared for me to tell the listeners how much better Stardust is than the Princess Bride. <laughs> um, okay, uh, I don't, I can't see me winning that one, but you never know. Ah, <laughs> oh, you will have to see how my questions are going to be so hard. It's going to be in <laughs> one hour, twelve minutes. What animal is visible in the bottom left-hand corner of the screen? Um, what's our main topic for next time, Zizia?
1: Uh
0: It's Thor. It is for 3 Ragnarok. I'm looking forward to its getting good reviews. I'm very excited. Yep. We will see you then. Bye.